My name is Andranik Eskandarian, and you are listening to Team Melly Talk. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Team Melly Talk. I'm your host, Artif Takhari. Really glad to have you with us. And we are getting closer and closer to the 2019 Asian Cup in the United Arab Emirates. And for this edition of Team Melly Talk, I'm really excited to have a new guest on the show. His name is Dara Zarandi. He is a contributor to PersianFootball.com. You may have noticed his articles about up-and-coming Iranian football stars. And he has also interviewed Ryan Tafazoli of Peterborough in the English football system. Dara, welcome to Team LA Talk. It's really great to have you on the show. How are you doing? Art, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here um, on your podcast. And I'm looking forward to discussing the upcoming Asian Cup. Excellent. Like I said before, really excited to have you on. And before we get into the Asian Cup, Dara, why don't you tell some of our listeners about the work you have done involving Team LA, the national team of Iran, with your articles, things you have written, and also some of the players you've had contact with. Yeah, so in the past, um, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of the Iranian soccer players who have come here to the United States for trips. Um, have been able to have a lot of good conversations with them and kind of get their insights um, and views into Iranian soccer as a whole. Um, and then in addition to that, some of the work I've done in the past, both uh, as a um, admin for a Instagram page I used to run um, that is no longer in existence, called it was actually called Team Ellie Iran. Um, used to have about like 30K followers on that page. Um and would keep updated with the news and reports and the inside info that I would get. Um, and then in addition to that, also did some uh, articles on PersianFootball.com, which you had already mentioned, um, just kind of introducing some of the young talents that I had noticed um, from watching the Iran Pro League religiously, um, just kind of setting expectations for fans uh, in who they should be keeping tabs on every season. Um, at the beginning of every season. Uh, that was right on the homepage of Persian football. So, yeah, that's that's the extent of my work. All right, well, let's get right to it. We know the Asian Cup is rapidly approaching. The 23-man squad for Team Eli, the national team of Iran, was just announced. And there really were not many surprises. But right now, it seems as if there are some Iranian football fans, let's just say, you know, the Team LA diehard fans that are maybe hitting the panic button. And look, you know, knowing how, you know, Iranians can react in, you know, situations when things aren't going so well, and I'm talking about myself as well, I know there's times where, you know, we could hit the panic button and, you know, maybe we're wondering and, you know, what's going to happen. Maybe we have some negative thoughts. But look, when I, basically, you know where I'm going with this. The 23-man roster was announced, but there are injuries now. The injury bug has definitely hit Team LA. So the first player I want to talk about, Saeed Ezatolahi of Reading, has been ruled out of the 2019 Asian Cup. Now, Dara, in your opinion, is this a reason for Team LA fans to, you know, let's say start panicking, I mean, to lower expectations for the 2019 Asian Cup? I wouldn't say so. Um, I can understand the perspective of, uh, you know, the people who are maybe a little worried given that, the position he plays is obviously one that's very important. Um, being a defensive midfielder in a defensive system, um, you know, demanding a high work rate, lots of running, um, things like that. But there's one thing that we know about Kairos and his time that he's been in Iran. 
one player is never going to be able to, um, I guess, kind of be a, a X factor on the team. The X factor is the team itself. Um, and that's something we've seen time and time again. Um, you know, we've been in situations where, uh, you know, going back to, let's just say, the 2014 World Cup qualifiers, when Rahmeti was by far our best goalkeeper in Iran. Um, you know, he ousted him for obviously this is a different reason, but he wasn't with the squad in, in the time that we thought we really needed him. And the team rose to the occasion. So the same way the team has risen to the occasion in the past, um, I know that um, whoever's going to step in to fill as that his shoes um, in the Asian Cup ahead will do a great job just because, like I said, the, the team spirit that we have and the team dynamic that we have is the, the strongest, um, I guess, asset that we have as, as, as uh, the Iranian national team. Excellent. Of course, I just wanted to share with you real quickly. I'm obviously relieved to hear what you had to say. You know, of course, we all have our own mind. We, we all got to speak what's on our minds. But yeah, let's just say that, you know, if my heart was beating really fast just a little earlier, right now I'm just a little bit more relaxed because, you know, let's face it, we know Team Ali has depth and, you know, this is just another opportunity for someone to step up and make a big play on the pitch. Totally. Couldn't agree more. Um, I think that just looking at the team and maybe if you want to even just kind of focus even on this position, particularly in the defensive midfield uh, roles, you have, um, you know, young and talented players like Ahmad Nurullahi, who's getting his uh, first call up into a major tournament. Um, he's been a very good player for Paris Police for the last two, three years. Um, I know that he was on loan for some time. Uh, at Trotter Sazi, um, but it's good that he's going to have this opportunity to kind of show Kairos what he can do. I'm sure that he's impressing enough, obviously, um, throughout the trainings leading up to uh, the Asian Cup, given that obviously Kairos included him. So, um, again, a guy who is able to do a lot, um, kind of similar to Azatolohi in some ways and a little bit different, um, definitely maybe a little bit better with his feet. Um, and maybe a little bit more of, an, of a threat going forward. But um, again, also similarly to Ezatoli, he has a very strong foot. He can shoot from long range. Um, so uh, again, I'm definitely thinking that he might be someone who might step in. It could be Ruzvech Heshmi, who is also a very versatile player who can play a little bit of center back, a little bit of defensive midfield. Um, again, it just really kind of depends on what Kairos really wants. Excellent analysis. And, you know, I've been hearing the name Ahmad Nurlahi recently. I remember seeing his highlights playing with Perspolis. Yes, he definitely brings something, something good to the table for Team LE. And, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, we could speculate all we want, but we know that Carlos Quiro spends a lot of time watching film and he's going to come prepared. And I think that's definitely something that Team LE fans can be relaxed about right now. And, you know, when looking at some of the other players who are injured, you know, another player um, that, of course, no surprise that we're talking about this player is Kave Rezaei. You know, there's some people that say that he should have been included on the 23 on the 23 man roster for the 2018 World Cup in Russia. And you know, here he is hit with the injury bug. You also have Sadeh Muharami of Dinamo Zagreb, and of course even Ali Golizadeh of uh, Charleroi, another one of the Iranian players currently playing in Belgium. So we know, you know, mentioning these other players as well, is this bringing a little more concern to you, or do you feel like this is just maybe just um, you know making making it tough on the depth on the bench? I wouldn't really say it's a concern. Again, I can understand why people would feel concerned because, of course, these are all players 
who you're thinking can definitely have a, a role in the team, uh, especially when you're talking about um, even Kori Zadeh, who's been playing very well recently, um, especially for Team Melli against uh, Venezuela, um, our last game that we were able to, um, to see. He was definitely our best player in that game. Um, so, again, the concerns, I feel like, are just coming from the fact that these are guys who are playing in Europe, they're young. This is when they're supposed to get their opportunity to show uh, Team LA fans, you know, what they have um, for Team LA because um, they've obviously shown it at the club level, you know, with with respect to Kolizade uh, and Kabarazai uh, for sure. Um, but uh, again, the team dynamic that we have, um, what I guess Kalish has kind of instilled in this team in this time that he's been there has been that you know we have people to replace whoever's coming in is that no one player is irreplaceable um so just looking overall the depth of the team that we have right now there's so many players that are interchangeable that can play different positions that can you know fill any gaps that are needed but um there's no particular in position whether it's goalies at his position in the wing position winger position whether it's uh at the right back or it's um, Kavarazai at the striker. There's no position that I look at that I'm not confident at the next two or three people who are going to step in for that person that's injured. Absolutely. I mean, it's very easy for a lot of fans to be concerned. And, you know, we just have to wait how to, we have to wait and see how things go. But I think also some Team LA fans might be saying that, you know, due to the... And, and when I say this, no disrespect to the opponents, meaning... Yemen and Vietnam but you look at those first two couple games and yes those are games Iran must win and at least you could say with those first two games you know these aren't the most difficult opponents and it gives Carlos Caro's you know that opportunity to tinker with his lineup a little and also even confuse some of the eventual opponents that Iran will have to play because we all know no one likes to show their hand that quickly especially in a major tournament but maybe now Carlos Caro's has that opportunity so, you know, say maybe I should test out these players against Yemen or maybe these ones against Vietnam. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that if we even think back to 2015, um, it last Asian Cup, Carlos Cage was in charge. Uh, he definitely did play around with the lineup a little bit in the group stages. Not anything too dramatic, but there definitely were two, three, four changes uh, throughout the group stages. Um, that you know he did play around with for sure that he was giving newer players an opportunity to, to kind of show their um, their potential. I remember Ebrahimi, if I'm not mistaken, got one of his first few team melee starts in a major game. Uh, Surah Shrafi is another guy that comes to mind. Um, so again, yeah, definitely. Oh, of course, and also Purali Ganji, which is a Purali Ganji. That's when he emerged. Um, so definitely agree with you on that, that, you know, he'll be able to kind of play around with things maybe the first game or two to just kind of see what he's got. All right, now moving on a bit, of course, obviously for this podcast, we're on the topic of the 2019 Asian Cup and a position that's been of huge concern for me involves the left back position. And when I look back to the 2018 qualification campaign, you know, at left back, Milad Mohamedi made nine starts for Team LE at the left back position. Essan Hajsafi, it shows here, made one start at the left back position. But but they played together five times, you know, in the starting lineup, you know, where Essan Hajsafi was playing as a defensive midfielder and, of course, Milad Mohamedi as a left back. And 
when you look back at the 2018 World Cup, you know, my immediate thought was I was surprised to see that Essan Hatshafi started all three games at left back. You know, and, I, and this has been talked about. This has been talked about before on on a previous on a you know on a previous podcast, and also recently um, on our Twitter handle at Team Ellie Talk. You know, we had a poll, and that was which player should start at left back for Iran at the 2019 Asian Cup. You know, 89% said Milad Mohammadi, 11% said Essan Hadsafi. So now, Dari, my question for you is, you know, who do you think should be the starting left back? And if anything, do, do you feel that maybe Essan Hadsafi would still be doing well as a, at a defensive midfield role? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Uh, I personally think that uh, what Milad Mohammadi and Eshan Hajdafi offer are two very different things. I think that um, Eshan Hajdafi offers um, a little bit of a physical body, um, very scrappy, can um, also play, like I said, a few different positions uh, around the field. Defensive mid, he could play. He could play uh, on the wing, up front, left wing. He could play left back, of course. Um, but that's not really more of a popular position for him. I think that He's had some trouble there in the past, which is why it's obviously going to be a better idea for Kirush to use Milad Mohamedi there, who has done an excellent job there, um, was arguably one of our better players in the 2018 World Cup qualifying campaign. Um, he is a player who offers a lot of pace, can run up and down the field on that left flank. So when you have him on the field, it's like almost having a player who's like literally in two different places at the same time with how fast he can run. So um, I definitely think that uh, having Hodge Steffi in the center defensive midfield role to step in for um, Ezzatullahi in his absence and putting Milad Mohamedi in left back where he should be is going to be the best option. Um, but what we will see, that is something that's a completely different question that I personally am curious to see how that plays out. I think that um, K. Roj might use Hodge Steffi at left back just because um, I think he likes having someone who's more experienced in the back over there. But um, for me personally, seeing his mishaps in the past in that particular position, um, losing his man, things like that, um, it would make more sense to have Milan Mohamedi back there and have him at, um, and have Hodgsafi at defensive mid. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how this turns out. I mean, yes, there's plenty of us fans who are sitting here and say things like, hey, you know, this player should be starting. You know, this player should be playing over there. You know, we could say all we want, but of course, you know, we're just the fans. You know, Carlos Queiroz is going to make his decision. And But but the bottom line is, you know, we trust Carlos Queiroz, and I think that's what's most important, and I think it's great to have a fan base that, you know, of course, as a, you know, as a fan base, we do have to speak our mind. We have to question some decisions sometimes, but the bottom line is, you know, there was some skepticism leading up to the 2018 World Cup. Some people were wondering who would start in goal. Some people were even debating, okay, should it be, you know, Bayron Van, maybe Mazahari, maybe even Amir Abedzadeh, but we saw what happened in the World Cup, and, and you know, Ali Reza Bayron Van, I mean, wow, talk about an excellent performance, you know, I don't know what more he could have done, he was, you know, I, I basically consider him as one of my heroes. Yeah, you're not alone, um, I, it's only bring that up, I actually was one of the people who thought that um, Hossein Hosseini should have been our starting keeper. He didn't even wind up making the final roster, but I've just been a huge fan of his. I think he's a really gifted, talented, overall goalkeeper. 
Um, and again, that's why I've learned time and time again to never question K-Roach because, uh, you know, even for me as a big Paris Police fan, um, I wasn't that confident that Bayron Van would, you know, come in and give us the kind of performance that he did. Um, but I knew it was going to be necessary. You know, I, I knew that we were going to have, um, you know, Spain, Portugal, even Morocco create some really good chances against us. Um, even with our strong defense and our strong team. Um, but, you know, when you're considering who, who's going to be the most skilled goalkeeper in terms of um, somebody who has gifted reflexes, great positioning, things like that, for me, that answer was always going to be Hossein Hosseini. But, of course, I'm not Carlos Carroch. I don't know <laughs> a fraction of the amount of football that he does, and especially when you're talking about his personnel. So um, I was just extremely excited and happy for Bayron Van for everything that he's had to overcome in his life, for him to be able to kind of put on a performance like that in the World Cup. It's like it's like a fairy tale. You couldn't write any better. Okay, we are getting a little closer to wrapping up this edition of Team Ellie Talk. And as we're still staying on the topic of the Asian Cup, Dara, you know, when we look back at how things have gone for Team Ellie recently, I mean, let's, you know, put one thing in perspective. Yes, you know, Carlos Queiroz was finally able to be that first head coach for Team Ellie to get Iran to qualify to consecutive World Cups. I mean, yes, that's something that should have been done already, but we know when you look back at qualifying tournaments, there have always been some problems, maybe some coaching problems as well, but, you know, let's move, we're moving past that. So it's great to see Team Ellie qualify to consecutive World Cups. Let's hope it becomes three, even four in a row, and so on. So we've seen how Team Ellie does a good job you know, booking those automatic qualifying spots, you know, doing what they got to do. But when it comes to the Asian Cup, it just seems like, you know, these tournaments, you know, get especially getting the group phase is not the problem, but just getting into the knockout phase. I mean, what do you think has been the biggest problem with Team Ellie, you know, struggling to win the Asian Cup? I mean, the last time Iran won the Asian Cup was 1976. And back then there wasn't even, there weren't even that many teams competing in the tournament. I mean, the times have changed this tournament's going to have 24 teams now. So, you know, in your opinion, though, what has been the biggest problem to, for Team LE to win the Asian Cup? I mean, what will it take? That's a million-dollar question, isn't it? Um, I think that there's a combination of things in the past that have stopped us, but I don't think anything has been stopping us more than ourselves. Um, if you look at, like, the talented teams we've had in 2004 – in 2007, uh, going back even into the mid-90s, 96, a lot of the times you had uh, you know different characters within the team that maybe didn't get along with each other as well as they do nowadays. You, you talk about Team Ellie players, you think of them as brothers. That wasn't necessarily the case uh, you know 20 years ago and, and, and going even further back. Um, now, I'm not going to say that players were enemies within each other with each other but there definitely I feel like wasn't as strong as a team dynamic as there is comparing to to the team LE that we see right now and also again in soccer we always say this a lot of it is is luck you know especially when you're talking about the penalty shootouts that Iran has lost in um it's a matter of luck um so luck really just hasn't been on our side and I would say at, at times we've been our, our own worst enemy um, a combination of those two things, I think has been the biggest things that have stopped us. So I think that going forward, you know, in this Asian couple makes me most enthusiastic about us actually bringing home the title is the fact that 
we can eliminate one of those things for sure, which is obviously our team being our worst enemy. It's literally completely the opposite with Kairos at, at the helm. Our team is our best asset. The, the spirit and the camaraderie within the team is only going to help us. So that's what's making me really excited. And uh, I know that, you know, all the other Team LA fans out there uh, would feel the same way. During your response, you mentioned penalties. And as we know, penalty shootouts and Team LA have just been a disaster. And you know, whenever I think of a penalty shootout involving Team Ellie, I start getting that sick feeling in my stomach. So having said that, you know, during um, you know, the training camp, during, you know, between matches at the Asian Cup, you know, especially once getting into the knockout stage, do you feel that Carlos Caros is gonna have to start having the boys work a little harder on penalties? Yeah, I think every manager does um, definitely focus on penalties in uh, in, in training because um, it's it's a scenario that you have to prepare for. Um, I don't think any manager is embracing it, saying that, that that's a scenario they, that they're hoping for. I think it's the complete opposite. Uh, I definitely do think Kairos, especially with how we were eliminated last time, which was via penalty, um, uh, penalty shootout, um, He's definitely will be preparing for the team for that um, in terms of, you know, actually getting maybe the right order in and who's stepping in at, um, at what time. But um, again, they should they should be more focused on how are they going to win at the end of regulation rather than, um, you know, how they can finally break the burst of, uh, uh, of actually not um, you know, winning in a penalty shootout in however long it's been. I think it's been something over like 20 years or something like that. You know, when looking back to that shootout against Iraq in 2015, sorry to bring up a bad memory, but yes, we are talking the Asian Cup. You know, during that shootout, you know, then-keeper Ali Reza Hagigi, you know, he was unable to make a save, and I felt like I wanted to pull my hair out. But this time around, you know, if, you know, hypothetically speaking, if there were to be a shootout for Team LE, I'm hoping not, but if there were to be, do you feel that you would be that much more confident with Ali Reza Baron Van in goal? For sure. Um, I mean, the guy was the first person to save uh, a Cristiano Ronaldo penalty at the World Cup. Um, so, yes, definitely would feel more confident with being on Madden Gold this time around. Um, he's obviously, just generally speaking, a very good penalty stopper. Even Amir Abedzadeh on the bench, he's done a great job of stopping penalties in the past in uh, his club and Maritimo. I know he's definitely saved a number of penalties. Um, over there. So in general, I definitely like our keepers better in terms of saving penalties this time around. Um, and uh, again, just have a lot more confidence in our team. Um, I think we've improved a lot over the last four years, and I think that they'll, uh, that they'll show it this, uh, this time around. Dara, I just want to tell you, it really was great to have you on Team Ellie Talk. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us here. And, you know, I'm not going to let you get away that easily. So it's time. It's prediction time. What is your prediction? What will Team Ellie do? How will they finish at the 2019 Asian Cup in the UAE? <laughs> um, my heart definitely tells me that we'll, we'll win the title. Um, and my brain tells me that too, honestly. I mean, looking at the teams that we're going to go up against, the biggest teams, you have Korea, South Korea, and um, Japan who are in somewhat of a transition phase, um, and Australia missing a couple of their key players. I know Aaron Moy's out. Um, you know this this has to be the time for us to, to take the title home um, after a long time. So I'm going with uh, with the good guys. Team Ellie will take the title home. 
I don't think it's going to be easy, and I don't think it's going to be pretty. Um, I will imagine it's going to be a very, very tough road, but um, I have enough confidence in our team and our uh, players, our staff, to be able to get the job done. Excellent. Love the prediction. Dara, once again, thank you for joining us on Team Elite Talk. It was really great to have you on the show. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Okay, everybody, and that is it for this edition of Team LA Talk. Really do appreciate the support. Make sure you get to our website as soon as you can, www.teamletalk.com. If you want to find us on social media, you know the handle, at Team LA Talk. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Check out our newest YouTube videos, and you can also find us on Tumblr. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, and we'll see you next time.